With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin, Daf Lamed Ches, page 38. We begin about 10 lines in, Omar of Shemim Bar Abba, Omar of Yechanan, beginning of the line, Rav Shemim Bar Abba said in the name of Rav Yechanan, Evet Shabarach Mebes Hasurim, if you have a slave and he ran away from jail, Yotz Lecheris, he goes out free. Not only that, but we force the original master to write him some kind of document that says that he freed him. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Rav Shemig Ben Gamliel says, Whether this way or that way, meaning whether or not he was released in order to be enslaved or to become free. Nevertheless, this is what we said in the Mishnah, he still remains enslaved. Anytime we find the sheet of Rav Shemig Ben Gamliel in our Mishnah, Halacha Kemoisei, the Halacha is like him, except for these three cases. So what do we see? So we see that according to Rabbi Yechanan, he holds like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. And that would imply that if he has been freed, he went out of jail, he went out of this captivity, so so he he doesn't go free. But Rabbi Yechanan, we just work, we just quoted Rabbi Yechanan as saying that indeed if he if he runs away from jail, he does go out free. So it's a stira, it's a contradiction. So the Gemara says, Bishlam Abaye, we understand according to Abaye, According to Abayi, so we can say that what is the case that we said in the Mishnah that he doesn't go out free? It's talking about before Yeish. It's talking about before the original master gave up. So that's why he goes back to his original master. And when do we say that he goes out free? That's talking about after he already gave up on him. But according to Rav, who said that our Mishnah is talking about after he already gave up hope on him, nevertheless he remains enslaved. How are you going to explain? How are you going to make this version of Rabbi Yechanan and this version of Rabbi Yechanan jive? How do you make them make sense? Rav will respond, What's the reason, Mishum? That what's the reason why we say that after Yehosh, after the guy has orig- orig- already given up, why do we make him go back to be enslaved again? Because we don't want them to run away. Boreach Shani is different where he ran away from jail. A guy is ready, he's, he's willing to take the risk that he might get killed. When he runs away from jail, so what's going to happen? It's very likely if he gets caught that he'll get killed. So if he's willing to do that, so he's willing to get himself killed, he's not going to go and he's not going to run away and allow himself to be enslaved, placed in some kind of captivity. Obviously he wants to get out of there as soon as possible, he's not going to wait for someone to save him. The Gemara continues, I'm saying the the maidservant of Marshmuel, she was captured. So some people went, they redeemed her in order to remain a maidservant. And they sent her back to Shmuel. And along with her, they sent the following message. We hold like Rishim Ben Gamliel, therefore we're sending your maidservant back to you. Even if you hold like the rabbis who say that you have to do it explicitly in order that she remain a maidservant. So we specifically, when we redeemed her, we said that she should remain a maidservant. And they, those that redeemed her, they held, that we were talking about a case that he had not yet given up hope on her. And it's not true. It was actually after he had given up hope on her. Not only did Shmuel not make her remain his, his servant, he didn't even require that she receive any kind of uh, uh, document that states that she is freed. Shmuel goes according to his own reasoning. Shmuel says, If somebody gives up ownership on his slave, so that slave goes out free, it's not required that he receive any kind of document stating that he's freed. The verse says, The verse says, 
any servant of a man, what's this extra word man? Of course, if he's a servant, he's a servant of a man. Evid Ish, really, Evid Isha, is it saying, is the servant of a man, not the servant of a woman? That's not true. Any slave that still has the the uh, rishus, the ownership of his master upon him, that's who's considered an evet. She'en the rishus the rabbi olav. If he doesn't have the ownership of his master upon him, ain't kari evet. So then he's not considered an evet. So that's what we learn out from the word evet ish, the slave of a man. He still has to have it. It's called that he's still connected to that person. So according to Shmuel, as soon as he removes his connection, he says, I no longer own this evet, the slave. So then he goes out free. He doesn't even require any kind of document stating his release. Amsi the rabbi Abba Barzutra ishtaboi. The maidservant of Rabbi Abba, the son of Zutra, she was captured. Parka, she was redeemed. Hahu Tarmuda, by this certain Tarmuda person. He's a non-Jewish, non-Jewish guy. Lashum because he wanted to marry her. So they sent to Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra, the, the original master of him, of her, Eos, Avdis, if it was done correctly, Shadar Lagita de Cherusa, send her a, a document stating that she's freed. Hey, Chidamis. The says, what is the case? What's going on? If they could somehow redeem her from this guy who wants to marry her, why are they trying to get a document stating that she's getting freed? If they're not able to redeem her, what does it help to send her a document that says she's being freed? So the answer is, Really, they can indeed redeem her. And by him sending this document that says that she's being freed, so then everyone's going to come for, for a freed woman, so then they'll redeem her. But, but they're not going to get together and, and pull all their monies for someone who's just a slave woman. I'm sorry. Another explanation. Really, they couldn't redeem her. So, what was the purpose of sending this document saying that he's going to free her? So then, this non-Jew, he's gonna, he's gonna, as soon as he sees that she, she was a maidservant of a Jew, so he's gonna let her go. So Lugmar says, wait, is that true? Behold, Mar said, We find that a non-Jew would rather have a, uh, a Jewish animal to have relations with even more than their own wives. So you see that a non-Jew values very much a Jew's object. So how can you tell me that as soon as he finds out that it was a Jew's maidservant that he's going to get rid of her? So Mar says, That's only in private that a non-Jew would prefer such a, such a thing. But this is something that everyone's going to know about. That uh, here's this, this non-Jew, everyone knows this guy, this Tarmuda guy, and he's married to the maidservant of a Jew. So that's something that's very embarrassing if it's public knowledge. So that's why they said to send it, to send this, uh, this shtar, this document stating that he's freeing her. So now the Gemara continues. Hai Amsa, there was a certain maidservant that she was in Pumbadisa, that she was, uh, everyone was having relations with her, she was really, uh, you know, a prostitute in a certain sense, and uh, because she was there, she had, no, she had no husband, she had no one to protect her from these bad people. Amr Abayas, Abayas says, Yilav da Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, if not for the fact that Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, called Meshachar Avda, over Basay, that whoever frees his slave, so he's transgressed a positive commandment, meaning you're not allowed to 
let your slave go free. I would have forced the master to indeed free her so that that he writes her some kind of document that says that she's freed in order that she get married to a regular Jewish guy. The, the Jewish guy is going to make sure that, she, that she's not sleeping around with lots of men and then it's, this problem will be solved. Ravina Amar Ravina says, Ki ha of Yehuda. Then in such a case, indeed, Rav Yehuda would agree, Mishim Milsa the Yisura, to prevent some kind of evil thing from happening, that we would indeed allow him to free his, his maidservant. The Gemara asks, Mishim Is it true that Abaye did not allow us to free our slaves if there's some kind of, to prevent some kind of evil thing, some kind of transgression? Ha'amar of Chanina bar Rav Katina, Rav Yitzchak. Behold, Rav Chanina, the son of Rav Katina, said in the name of Rav Yitzchak, There was a story of a certain woman, she was half maidservant and half freed. We turn the page to Lama Chesim page 38b. The Kafuas Rabbah and they forced her master to make her a free woman completely. The Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak and Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, What's the reason? Since she couldn't marry neither a slave nor a regular person, so people were sleeping around with her. So we see that what do we do in order to prevent some kind of issues, to prevent transgressions, we allow her to, to be freed. So where it says, How can you compare to that case? There's totally different. She couldn't be married to anyone, not a freed person and not an enslaved person. So over here in our case, it's inappropriate to free her because she could easily be appointed, so to speak, to a certain Eved that this Eved is going to take, take care of her. And he's going to make sure that, he, that she doesn't sleep around with many men so we could solve the problem without actually freeing her so that's why Abai said that indeed we don't allow her to be freed Gufa we have a restatement of something that we said earlier we're going to evaluate Amar Yehuda Amar Shmuel Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel Kamashachar Avda Oiver Ba'ase whoever frees his slaves so he transgresses a positive commandment Shemar the verse says La'olam Bahem Tavoidu you always have to keep them enslaved these non-Jews they need to be kept enslaved Meisve I'll bring you a question Maisa Berbilazar from a Mishnah. Maisa Berbilazar, it says a story with Rabbi Lazar, that he came into Shuvah, and he only didn't find a minion, he needed ten people, there were only nine, and he freed his slave, in order to make it that they should have a minion. So we see that indeed you're allowed, you're allowed to free your slave. The Gemara says, no, Mitzvah Shani, it's different when there's some kind of Mitzvah. There, there was a Mitzvah, he freed him so that he could have a minion. But otherwise, if there's Stamazo, we don't allow it to be done. So now we have a, a brisa that seems to contradict what we just said. Bishmal says that do we have to keep them? No, it's a rishus. It's permitted to, for us to enslave them. But do we have to say we're not allowed to, to release them? That's not true according to Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Akiva Omer Rabbi Akiva says no. This is a chiyu. This is a transgression if you are going to free them. How can you tell me that Rabbi Lazar holds that usually you're not allowed to free him? And over here was different because there was a mitzvah in order to create a minion. Maybe no, maybe he holds like the one who says it's a rishus. Maybe he holds like a rishmael. So the Gemara answers, I don't think that. The tiny bit ahead, we learned explicitly in Abraza. Rabbi Lazar, Amir Rabbi Lazar says, that it is indeed, you must keep him. You can't allow him to be freed. So that's why we had to say that the only reason he allowed him to be freed was because he needed him for a minion because of a mitzvah. Amar Rabbah says like this, For the following three things, so people who are very wealthy lose their wealth. So the first thing is that they allow their, their slaves to be freed. 
meaning they're doing things that are forbidden. They take stock of all of their nechasim, all of their properties, and what's going on, what they need on Shabbos, meaning they're involved in their parnas on Shabbos. And they set their, their sudos, their meals on Shabbos, at the time when they're supposed to be going to learn Torah. They're supposed to be hearing the rabbi's speech. So why do they do that? So they're doing the transgression. So because of these three things, that's why they lose their money. There was two families in Jerusalem. There was one who set his set his meal on Shabbos at the time when they were learning in the base of Medjish, when they were supposed to be learning, meaning they were eating when they were supposed to be learning Torah. And a, a different family. So they placed, they started their meals on Erev Shabbos. Rashi has according to one shot that, uh, that they used to start their meal on Erev Shabbos before Shabbos started and they would keep going into Shabbos and it wasn't nice, it was uh, disrespectful to Shabbos. Ushtein Nekru and both of these families, they were uprooted. They lost, they lost a tremendous amount of money it would seem or maybe they all died. It's not clear exactly. Amar Rabba said, Amar Rabba, in the name of Rav, HaMaktish Avda, if someone is Maktish, he makes his Evet holy. So usually Maktish Avda means that you're making it, you're, you're donating it, donating it to the base Hamikdash to the temple. So what happens in this case? Yatz Lecherus. Not only does the Evan not go to the temple, but actually it goes out free. My time. And what's the reason? Gufi Lekadish. So the first thing is that, so you can't be Mekadish, you can't make his body holy, meaning the, the, the Bisham English can't do anything with the body of a, of a slave, so that can't be what you mean. You can't mean that you mean it, that his value should be for the Bisham English, because you should have said that explicitly, you should have said exactly what you meant. So what does he mean? He must mean that he wants him to be a holy nation. When he says, I'm making my Eved holy, he means that he should become a full-fledged Jew. Rav Yosef Amarav, Rav Yosef said the name of Rav, HaMafkir Avda Yosef If somebody goes and he says that my, my slave is ownerless, so then he goes out free. Mandamar Maktish, the one who says that if you're Maktish, you say that you want your Eved to be holy, that he becomes freed. Koshik and Mafkir, so certainly he would agree to the fact that if you went and you said he's ownerless, that he also goes out free. Mandamar Maftir, the one who says that if you release him by saying that I want to allow him to be ownerless, of a Maktish lay, it could be that he would hold, he wouldn't agree, Rav Yosef would not agree that if you try to be Maktish him, you try to say that he should be considered holy that he would go out free. Why? Because because maybe he means that he should not be actually holy, but his value should be holy for the base Hamikdash. I'll ask you a question. In either of these cases, according to either of these people, does he then need some kind of document that states that he's freed? Let's give you a proof from a bride. So the Amar Ravchia Bar Avin, Amar Rav, or actually here is going to be a proof from an Amora. Ravchia Bar Avin said in the name of Rav, Echad Zev Echad Zev Yotzel Echirus, Mitzarach Yashech, or both of these cases goes out free and he needs some kind of document stating that he's gone out free. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, and we ask on ourselves, Hamaktish Nechasov, somebody who makes his possessions holy, the Hayubahan Avadim and included in his possessions were some kind of slaves. So the Gizbor, the person who's in charge of collecting the funds for the temple, so he doesn't have the ability to free them. So what do they do? So he actually, because the explanation Rashi explains that the Gizbor doesn't actually end up owning the body of the Evid, so he can't free the Evid. All the Gizbor, all the, the person who's in charge of the treasury has is the value of the Evid. So what does he do? How does he get out free? So what he does is he sells this Evid 
So what they do is they sell him to somebody else, and that person, so now the money goes to the temple, and then that person, if he wants to, he can free him. Rabbi, I mean, Rabbi says, I say, that if the slave wants to, if somehow he can get money, and the person who gives him the money, so Rashi explains that he has to give him the money on the condition that the master has no no charge, no part of that money. So if the, the slaves can somehow get money that way, so he has the ability to actually buy himself, so to speak, and, and release himself into freedom. But the basic bottom line here that we see is that when someone is making his evet, his slave holy, so he doesn't actually end up freed. He doesn't. We don't say that he's considered that he made him that he made him to be part of the holy nation, like we said according to Rav. So it's a question on Rav. So the Gemara says, "Masnisa Karamas the Rav." We're asking a question from the Mishnah on Rav. Rav Tana Upalig. Rav is a Tana. He has the status of one of the rabbis of the Mishnah, and therefore he has the ability to argue. So it could be the Mishnah indeed says that if you're Makdish, if you make holy your slave, that the the value goes to the base of the to the temple, and he's not freed. But according to Rav, he holds that he is freed. Toshima, we have a brisa. Ach kol the Pasuk says in regards to somebody who's donating to the base of Mikdash, anything that a person will donate from the man, elu avadav So, the, so the Gemara says this is referring to the to the slaves that a person or the maidservants that a person has donated to the base of Mikdash. So here we see clearly that in fact the, the, the Torah itself says that it's possible to donate these slaves. So how can you tell me that if you're Makdish, if you make him holy, that it doesn't go to the temple? The verse itself, itself says that indeed a person can become, a slave can become holy to the base of Mikdash. Hakim the Gemara says, what is the case? The Amr led me, you said explicitly that you want the value of the slave to go to the base of Mikdash. If that's the case, so why don't we say Say also before instead of answering that that it's a different it's a different Tana that Rav is allowed to argue. Why don't we say that 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 case also where a person was makdish he made holy all of his possessions including some kind of avadim instead of saying that it's a, a contradiction to Rav. Why don't we say that that case also is where he said that the value of the evit should go to the base hamigdash? So the Gemara says, wait, you can't say that. What, is, what does it mean when it says that the Gizborim, the people in charge of the, of the treasury of the Beis Hamikdash, can't free him? Gizborim have it Of course they can't free him. All they got is the value. All they can do is sell him. Visu, and additionally, and additionally, when they're selling it to somebody else, and the other people are, are setting him free, all we have here is that they're getting the value of the slave. That value is going to the base Hamikdash, but, but the slave himself is not moving anywhere. Visu, additionally, Rebbe, I mean, this Rebbe, said that he has the ability to buy himself out what's going on what are you talking about that it says if he sold him so we must say that indeed the cases where he was makdishim he said that I want him to be holy and that's why we have to say that it's an argument between this Tana and Rav and Rav is allowed to argue because he's also considered a Tana now we're going to just read a few more lines on Talamah Tesman Aleph and we're going to finish up this piece Tashima let's bring another proof if somebody makes his Evid holy so he's allowed to continue to eat meaning the owner of the slave is allowed to continue to have access to all of his pro- whatever he produces because all he was Makdish all he wanted to do was say to give his value to the Beis HaMikdash but he didn't actually mean to give the actual slave himself to the Beis HaMikdash so we continue on Lama Tesman Allah page 39a Hamani Rabbi Meir so the Gemara says it's not a proof against Rav because who is this Mishnah it's Rabbi Meir and he has a totally different understanding explanation of why it is that when a person is Makdish and when he says it's holy that it indeed goes his value goes to the Beis HaMikdash the Amar, that a person doesn't say his words for no reason. 
especially when he's donating to Hektish, when he's giving something to the temple. So Rashi gives an explanation of this, and he sh- shows us a case, which is brought down in Erechin, the Gemara in Erechin, and the case is where somebody says, I want to get the value of my, my uh, less than one month old child to the base of Megdash. So in the Torah, there is no value for a child who's less than one month old, because as far as we're concerned, we don't know if he's even going to live more than a month. So what does he mean? The, the person doesn't mean, Rabbi Meir holds, that a person never, when he says that he's going to give some donation to Hektish, he doesn't just say things without, without meaning it. He must mean something. Something. So he means something, so he gives some kind of donation like a regular person. So Soto over here, Rabbi Meir will say that even though he said, I'm going to be maktish my Evid, and, and, and it doesn't make sense to, to make my Evid holy, nevertheless, he means that he wants to give the value of his Evid, because a person doesn't say things that have no meaning. He always, when he says he wants to give some kind of donation to the temple, he means what he says. Hachinami Mestaber, the Gemara says this really makes sense. The Katani Sefet says in the end of this Baraisa, V'chein hu shehektish atzmai. Soto, if he was Makdish himself. He said, I want to make myself holy. So he doesn't have to worry about his produce. He doesn't have to give whatever he produces to the base of Adamov. So, so over there as well, he only made his value holy. He wants to give his value to the base of Mekdash. So if we say that it's Rabbi Meir Shapir, then it makes sense. So if we say that it's the rabbis, so we understand some kind of Eved. So a person, you know, you sell your Eved. So you could be that you want to donate the value of your Eved of your slave to the base Hamidash to the temple. But a person, so is he usually selling himself? No, it doesn't make sense. So therefore, it must be that we're going coin to Rabbi Meir, and the only reason that you have to give any money when you are donating yourself is because you don't mean yourself, and you don't mean to just say words for no reason, but rather you mean to give your own value. And so too, by the case of the slave, you also mean to give the value of your slave.